Support for MVY's Shakedown Stream comes from Praxis Consulting Incorporated, working with insurance companies to increase their profitability through subrogation and recovery efforts. They're committed to improved recoveries, best practices, and better yield. More info by emailing info at praxisconsulting.com. Well, oh me, oh my. Welcome to Shakedown Stream. My name's Jer Bear, and I got good news. This week, we're going to feature the famous Cornell, May 8th, 1977 show. One of the most celebrated Grateful Dead shows of all time. And we have yet to feature this show on Shakedown Stream, MVY Radio's very own Grateful Dead show. But we're going to do that this week, right here. So you're not going to want to go anywhere. Get right into the stream. Before we get there, why don't we go back before... April 1977, right before May 77. Right. Keep it right here on Shakedown Stream, yo.
Sugary. That's right, that's the Grateful Dead doing Sugary on April 23rd, 1977. It would be pretty hard to forget Jerry Garcia's name. Well, the, the moment the time has arrived, a lot of hype, a lot of hoop de loo has been made about the release of uh, The Cornell Show, May 8th, 1977. And uh, I don't know when it was or when it started, but there was a time when people who didn't even know anything about the Grateful Dead, one thing they did know is there's this great show called Cornell. What's the deal? Do you know this show? And, uh, of course, many deadheads did. And some of us had different versions of the show, some good quality, some really bad qualities, but it was uh, one of the shows to have. And there's a great story about how the reel-to-reels made it back to the dead vault. And we'll tell that story later on. But that will be our featured show this week right here on MVY Radio. And I'm psyched. I have never featured this show uh, in the almost 10 years that I've been on Shakedown Stream. And so this will be cool. But not only that, I'll have the finest recording that exists to play for all of you here on Shakedown Stream. So that's cool. Hey, let's do one more from Springfield, Mass., 42377. Right on. Oh, man, sing about that dream. Women laugh at children's dreams. 
They're a band beyond description. The music never stopped by the Grateful Dead, April 23rd, 77, at the Springfield Civic Center in Springfield, Mass. Well, right on. So, on Friday, uh, Unbroken Jane was happy to give me my box that she got in the mail. Actually, it was dropped off at the front doorstep of the house, and it is the box of the four shows. May 5th, New Haven Coliseum in Connecticut. May 7th, Boston. May 8th, Cornell, Ithaca, New York. And May 9th, Buffalo, New York. Those four shows, which are really like these great shows that everybody loves and people will debate, no, Boston's better. And they're like, oh, what are you talking about? New Haven, how does everybody... But Buffalo show's amazing because they open up with Help Slip Franklin's and, and on and on it goes. And uh, finally, for the 40th anniversary, The Grateful Dead and Rhino Records released these four shows. And Jeffrey Norman, who does all the Dead's live shows, made it nice and pretty so we could enjoy it for all time. So this is very cool. So May 8th was the 40th anniversary of Cornell. Uh, but today is the 40th anniversary of Buffalo, New York. And in honor of that, let's do this. Uh, a twofer, Jerry and Bobby, right on here, right on Shakedown Stream, yo.
You gotta have it. Good loving. Out of Bertha. 40 years ago today in Buffalo. Bertha Good Lovin'. Now those two tunes didn't make it on the Cornell show and nor did the other two songs we played. In some ways you could look at the set list of the Cornell show and go, yeah, well, there's a couple other tunes I'd like to see in that show. Uh, you know, I don't know. You could easily overlook this show by looking at the set list. But uh, there are accounts of people who were at the show that have been documented and shared in the liner notes of this release uh, in other venues uh, that people say this was an amazing show. And so, you know, you should never look at the set list and think you got this show figured out. You got to listen to it. And then more to the point, uh, you got to be at the show. And now since we can't do that, at least not yet with a time machine, this is about as good as it can get. Right on. Before we play the next material, I, I want to thank Rob Eaton, who had a lot to do with having this amazing show in this box uh, in front of us now. And uh, it's a great story. And uh, if you don't have a copy of this, you can just, uh, instead of buying the box, you can just get the Cornell show uh, and just go to dead.net. Uh, it is available. The release is out there. And enjoy. Right on. Hey, let's do some JGB from 1977. I thought we'd do that now before we do our featured show. So this is July 1977, Jerry Garcia Band. Take our family by the hand, try to help. 
darkness No for the destruction
Well, you don't have to worry about Bob Weir. He knows where to go. Estimated profit off the Terrapin Station album that was released in July of 1977. Estimated profit was a song that was being played quite a bit in 1977. And uh, first played live in February of 1977 along with Terrapin Station. I offer that because that is the context, that is the background of the May 1977 is they were working on some new tunes like Passenger, Terrapin Station, Estimated Profit, just to name a few. And of course, uh, there were other tunes that they were playing like Dancing in the Streets that were these long jamming versions. Well, Billy Kreutzman, Billy Kay, the drummer of the Grateful Dead, is uh, just celebrated a birthday on Sunday, May 7th. I want to wish him a happy birthday and keep on drumming. Billy, I had a, a couple occasions to interview him. I felt like a, a young kid who didn't know anything, um, but he was very gracious, and I always appreciated that. Um, and so those of you who are wondering what you're going to be doing this summer, Dead and Company are coming around. And uh, in honor of Billy's birthday, why don't we do a little Rhythm Devils and a little dead in company right here on Shakedown Stream.
That's Bobby Weir with Dead and Company doing Liberty. And before that, we heard a little bit of the Rhythm Devils from Charlotte, North Carolina, 6-10-2016. And they're getting ready to tour again. Bobby's having a pretty busy spring. If he's not playing with John Mayer, he's playing with Trey doing Gaga, Lady Gaga tunes, and he's certainly playing with Phil at Terrapin Crossroads. So... He's getting ready for Dead and Company, and he said that the Cornell show sucks, and he didn't understand why everybody loved it. Now, that's Bobby, right? That's just his thing. No, seriously. I'm sure these guys are like, wow, man, these guys are crazy for this stuff. Um, We certainly have to thank Jerry Moore, one of the all-time original Grateful Dead tape recorders at shows, and he supplied Dick Lodvila, Mr. Dick's Picks himself, Uh, copies of tapes of the Cornell show and these other shows. And Dick Lodvila, in July of 1977, he thought, this is a good show. So we're going to find out in moments. But right now for the Bear Essentials, we're going to listen to the Rileys right here on Shakedown Stream. Yeah. 
Well, that is the Rileys doing their version of Estimated Profit. Rising up to paradise. How about that? That's the first time I've really listened to that version. That This comes off the Dead Box, or the Box of Dead. It came out a year or so ago. Terry Riley on voice, piano, and melodica. Guillaume Riley on electric guitar. It was recorded and engineered by Alfred Owens at the Shree Moonshine Ranch in California. Cool. Hey, man, there's Shree everywhere. And you got some, I got some, we all got some. Well, there's an interview with Bobby Weir in the Rolling Stone magazine, and he talks about the upcoming Dead & Company tour. And one of the things he says is uh, people should look forward to a wrinkle that they're trying to work out. And Bob Weir says, The premise that we're working with is that when most people go to a show, they're not actually watching what's going on stage. They may be watching what's on the screen, but when the songs are playing in their mind's eye, they're actually watching a movie. They're watching the movie the song, the character in the song is delivering. They're watching a movie on the big screen in their head. We're going to try to play to that. <laughs> Good luck. If you can try to play what's going on in my head, I'll give you a dollar. Well, right on. No, I wish uh, blessings on their tour. May it go well. And uh, Yeah, they'll be starting in Vegas, I think, pretty soon. Well, here it is, folks. This is Cornell. Barton Hall, Ithaca, New York, one of the Ivy League schools, though their diplomas are not written in Latin, unlike other Ivy League schools, so uh, they should know their place. But my grandfather went to Cornell, and I'm proud of that, and uh, there was always this great maroon Cornell blanket up in the attic, and my mother would always say, if any of you guys go to Cornell, you can have this blanket. Um... Needless to say, I didn't get the blanket, but I got the show. Yo. Here we go. Right on.
tell the queen of diamonds by the way she shines.
Thanks, Mom.
Take a short break, we'll be right back. All right, that's the end of the first set uh, from Cornell 5877. And that was a dancing, dancing in the streets. And that appears, I believe, well, it appears on the Terrapin Station re release. Um, as uh, one of the extra bonus tunes, which makes me wonder what was uh, the source of that recording. Um, and also, it was floating around for a little while uh, before this release. But before that, good for a set. We heard a Row Jimmy Row, Mama Tried, and right afterwards, uh, Phil said, Thanks, Mom. And this show was done on a Sunday, May 8th, which was Mother's Day. Before that, Brown-Eyed Woman, which I believe was one of the finest versions I've ever heard. Before that, Supplication Out of Lazy Lightning, Deal, Jack Straw, They Love Each Other, you know, the long, fat version, El Paso, Loser, and they opened up with Mingle with Blues. Right on. There we are. First set. Um, so one of the things that I was trying to say a couple weeks ago that this became like a popular show. And one of the reasons why I think it did become that was, one, it was traded a lot. It, it circulated a lot um, once some of the tapes got out. And then in the 80s when the Betty Board tapes got out, was it was a way of... Um, if you were kind of a deadhead, but you wanted to kind of act like you knew something, you'd say, oh, well, yeah, Cornell, right? And um, and it was one of those things, like, you couldn't really argue with it because you're like, well, yeah, it is a good show, but who are you? Um, and so I was just sharing one thing. Uh, one time, uh, Dick Lodville, I came to Brattleboro, Vermont, and he was doing, like, a little... Uh, Dick's Picks release tour and 
so I drove down because I was living in Vermont doing another Grateful Dead radio show on WFRD out of Dartmouth College called The Night of the Living Dead. And so he, I interviewed him over the phone, but he said, you should come down. I'd like to meet you. And I said, all right, I'd like to meet you. And so there was this mutuality. And so anyway, I went down and, and, uh, and I talked with him. There was not a very big showing, but he was having fun. And he had gone golfing that day. And he, there was this uh, kind of like a hippie, groovy food restaurant in Brattleboro. And they were going to have like a dance party. And I forget, it was the, uh, the 1973 Dick's Picks release. I think it was like part Boston, part Pro. I forget. Anyway, it was a, a really good... And so anyway, we talked for a while, and then we went outside. He was a cigarette smoker, and of course, and you know, like right on cue, this two kids come over and they're like, "Hey, so Cornell, right?" <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my God, it really is like this." And I had said to him, "I said, you know, I've always liked the Boston show more." And he goes, "Yeah, yeah, me too." And I felt like, "All right, cool. I just made a connection with Dick Lapua." I'm sad to say that like two weeks after I had met him and hung out with him, he died. Uh, he had like a heart attack and I thought, whoa, I was just with him. But anyway, one of the things is, is that, um, yeah, this is a great show. What's more cool about it is that um, there was a section, as David Lemieux will say, of missing shows, missing reels that were not in the dead's vault of these shows, New Haven, Boston, you know, this time period that were like, wow, of all the shows we don't have, I can't believe, you know, like they needed these reels. Long story, but, you know, Betty Cantor, who recorded a lot of the show, she had these tapes, these reels in a storage locker. Um, she was in some financial straits, whatever. And so the, her storage bin went up for auction and people got these tapes and, uh, Rob Eaton from Dark Star Orchestra, the Bobby dude, who also is a connoisseur of the music and knows how to work in a studio, he was called by someone saying, hey, this guy's got these tapes. And so I forget the whole story, but somehow he got to help out on taking these reel-to-reels that looked like they were in bad shape and um, Putting the, you know, re-record, not re-recording, but, um, you know, transferring them and maybe even cleaning them up a little bit. And there's like 128 shows which have been returned to the vault. And as David Lemieux writes, uh, that uh, we got a lot of nice shows coming our way. They'll either be in boxes or, you know, just CD releases. And um, that's exciting. And we're talking about Betty Board tapes. So these are nice now, one thing before we start the second set, and I don't know if you know this, one thing I've noticed on these May 77 shows is they kind of sound like they're in a hall, like a big hall venue. It's always kind of had that big hall echoey sound. And then lastly, uh, Jerry's playing that white guitar, the Travis Bean. All right, why don't we get right to the second set, and then we're going to play some more stuff, so it's all going to be very cool and fun right now. You're listening to Shakedown Stream right here on MVY Radio. Oh. 
All right, now we're gonna play everybody's favorite fun game, Move Back. Now when I tell you take a step back, everybody take a step back, right? Right. Okay, take a step back. And take another step back. And take yet another step back. And another, take a step back. Everybody feel better? What do you mean, no? Uh, see, uh, all these people in front are getting horribly smashed here. So uh, th that means all you people in the back have to move back. Or feel Just real move guilty. Back some. Then all your friends up front won't be real bug eyed.
Show you, but you drop me. 
genug. Well, there it is. The Cornell Show from May 8, 1977 in all its beauty and entirety. Beautiful. Well, there's a lot of good people that we need to thank and be grateful for who put a lot of work and focus and concentration and all the other things that need to happen to make this show available to us now. Right? Remember our theme? This is the season of what now? Well, cool. So that was one more Saturday night. Before that was Morning Dew. Just sweet, crushing Morning Dew. Out of St. Stephen. Not Fade Away. St. Stephen. Estimated Profit. Fire on the Mountain out of Scarlet Begonias. For the second set. That Fire on the Mountain was amazing. And uh, the Not Fade Away was amazing. Morning Dew was amazing. You know, St. Stephen, you know, that uh, was probably the last time or that year where St. Stephen was great. Remember in 83, they brought it back and we were like, uh, I'm psyched, but I'm not psyched. So there's a new book that kind of came uh, that's in conjunction with this release by Peter Connors. And it's entitled Cornell 77. Music, the myth, and the majesty of the Grateful Dead concert at Barton Hall. And he wrote another book. It was more about Garcia's stuff that um, I have not finished reading. But there was one thing that in that book, I just, I'm all over the place tonight, but I have a wicked toothache. And uh, I have an appointment with the dentist tomorrow. And, jeez, uh, I am in... Uh, I'm one of those people that the, when the pain gets great enough, maybe I'll do something about it. And we have reached that critical point. Well, so uh, I have not finished reading all of the great literature that has gone along with this release. You can buy just the May 8th Cornell Show, three CDs. And I was just staring at... Um, somehow they figured out a way to... It almost looks like a hologram going on here. And I have, I am totally straight. Um, so that's cool. I like how they, nice artwork. My one criticism, and this is also with the box, because I have the box too. The, um, the way it was put together for the CDs, very sloppy, and the CDs fall out really easily. And uh, I have... Just about every great, no, I have probably every Grateful Dead release that's ever been released by uh, the Grateful Dead. And this is the sloppiest and loosest of any uh, releases that they've ever put out. I mean, the, be careful because the CD will just fall out. I'm not quite sure why that was an oversight. But that's the only criticism I have. Um, it's weird that that is the case, though. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, Nicholas Merriweather, who's the official archivist uh, for the Grateful Dead, is a very uh, competent academic, and he uh, puts it together very well, and I appreciate that because 
between my ADD and being on the spectrum and uh, all the craziness uh, that my head is experiencing, there's no way I could do that. But May 1977 was really kind of a new dead band because when they ended in October 1974, a lot of uncertainty, a lot of bad business practice, um, the wall of sound, which was really big and crazy. Um, They had their own record company, which was a real hassle. They were in debt. And then, of course, the Grateful Dead movie, which took, you know, years to finish and produce. And I think, you know, in some ways, Garcia got into uh, the heroin a lot because when you're in a in a studio uh, going through video and and producing, uh, it's a real grind. And um, so in June of 1977, the Grateful Dead movie was finally released. It came out pretty damn good. And uh, it was off, you know, Garcia's hand because he had invested a lot of time in it. Um, So that was good. And so now, like, 76 was pretty sketchy. Mickey Hart was back with him. But uh, 77, spring of 77, you know, they were an easy band to tour with. You know, everything was right. And they were more mature. And they could just focus on the music and playing. And that had a lot to do with the spring of 77 being um, so revered. Because they were playing well. And I'm just looking at the uh, shows that they played. So they started on April 22nd. They played Philly. The 23rd, they played Springfield, Mass. Then uh, three nights in Passaic, New Jersey. Then 429, 430, 51, 53, 54. All of those at the Palladium in New York. And then here we come. 55, New Haven. 57, Boston. 58, Cornell. 59, Buffalo. Then out to the the Midwest, and there's a box release for that. Five eleven St. Paul, five twelve, five thirteen Chicago, five fifteen St. Louis, five seventeen Tuscaloosa, Alabama. That's one box. Then five eighteen, five nineteen Atlanta, and one of those shows is released. Then five twenty one Lakeland, that's released. Five twenty two, partially released. One of the first Dix picks. 525 Richmond, that's been released. 526 Baltimore. And then 528 Hartford, that's been released. And that's the last show of the spring tour. And then on June 1st, the dead movie comes out. There it is. Uh, Let's play this next song. Let's do a little traditional JGB. This is for Mr. Trump, who may like this song.
Let me roll it. Okay, okay. The Jerry Garcia Band at the 1839 Theater. Let me roll it. Paul McCartney tune from July 30th, 1977. And before that, Russian Lullaby, famous standard from July 29th, 1977. Same venue. It's uh, from the Pure Jerry, the first release of the Pure Jerry releases. Yeah, 77, Jerry Garcia Band. And that's with Donna and Keith Gaucho with them. So two of the tunes that came out in May of 77 were Jack O'Ro and Ico Ico. Uh, not songs that were written by the dead, or but um, on May 13th, Jack O'Ro, and May 15th, Ico Ico. Cool. Oh, and then Passenger came out on 5-15-77 too. So I have all this May 77 Grateful Dead uh, with me in the studio, and I'm like, uh, but we're going to go through this box, this new box, uh, from week to week for the rest of May, because uh, this is the time of what now? <laughs> so I had a plan, and I'm going to stick to it. Um, yeah, let's do um, let's do uh, some other <laughs> Dead from '77, and I'm gonna all line it up. You're gonna see, and it's gonna be great right here on Shakedown Stream. Come and wash 
Well, that's a Johnny Cash, Mr. Big River from 511 St. Paul. Before that, a Peggy O from the Palladium 430, 77. And before that was a Cassidy from Springfield, Mass., 42377. Right on. Hey, this next tune is the first me and my uncle they've done since 1975. So it's the first me and my uncle ever played in 1977. Think of it. Went right down South Colorado West Texas bound We stopped over In Santa Fe well, That never Just about that way Just like 
Ramble on Rose. Right back at St. Paul, 511.77. Before that, we heard Me and My Uncle. And it is of note because it was the first one they played since 1975. They didn't play it at all in 1976. I was just kind of putting that together. Me and and My Uncle was played more than any other song. It's in its own numbered category. It was played 600 times. No other song was played 600 times. And so it just kind of occurred to me they never played it in 1976. Well, so we got four more weeks. Or no, we got three more. Yeah, we got three more uh, weeks and we will play these other shows from early May 1977, and we're going to start getting a little sense of the stream. I have already featured the New Haven show way back when. I've already featured the Boston show, and I've already featured the Buffalo show, which was not too long ago. You may remember that. Um, so these are what we would considered upgrades. And... Uh, in the world of computer, we upgrade all the time. Right on. Hey, I'm going to leave you with a run of songs and say good night. See you next week. And uh, keep on trucking. I will say that uh, we have two hummingbirds that have come to the place. And uh, they're beautiful. I mean, orange throat. I mean, little ones, but they are uh, striking colors. And we also had a, a Baltimore Oriole. And if you want a Baltimore Oriole, uh, put out an orange, uh, cut it in a half, and put it on a tree branch somewhere, and they love those oranges. And uh, they are striking orange. Beautiful. And I don't even know if they come from Baltimore, but they are definitely Orioles. All right, peace. See you next week. Right on.
Thank you. See you all later on.